spent a good two weeks in that dark place. But I would tell anybody that dance saved my life because I got up and went to dance class and I was able to express those emotions through dance. Dance is a sport and we train just as hard as a football player does. All right, thanks everybody for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. I've been doing a lot of running lately, but if you didn't know, I've actually been doing a lot of dancing as well. And uh, so I'm actually in Dancing Stars Columbus. No, I'm not uh, the Dancing Stars on ABC, the national show, which is on WTVM, our network, but uh, we have a local competition and it benefits the Alzheimer's Association in Georgia. And I'm one of 13 competitors paired with a pro dancer learning how to dance because I am, uh, I, don't, I, don't know if, I don't think I have two left feet, but I am definitely not a natural dancer. And so uh, my guest for this week, uh, for this podcast is Tracy Shambly, who is my pro dance partner, has been very patient with me over the last five or six weeks, teaching me choreography, learning everything. Um, so that, that event is happening April 13th at the Columbus Trade Center. And uh, if you uh, win the judges' votes, uh, you win the mirror ball, but we are also mostly raising money for Alzheimer's to battle this disease that affects six million Americans right now. Uh, and you probably know someone uh, that has had Alzheimer's, has had dementia, perhaps a grandparent. Um, and so we are fighting this disease with uh, all the money that we can raise. You no, know, last year they raised more than three hundred thousand uh, dollars. Each of us as competitors tasked to uh, uh, to uh, raise about twenty thousand dollars. I'm about halfway there. So you can go to wtvm.com/dance. Again, that's wtvm.com/dance to be able to donate. Uh, you can buy tickets all the way up until the end of March. You can buy a table. Uh, we'll take $5, we'll take $100, whatever you can give for this great cause. And uh, I'm trying to uh, sharpen my dance moves in the meantime. Thank you to my uh, pro dance partner, Tracy Shambly. We're gonna talk to you in just a few minutes. And um, she graduated from Harris County High School right next to Columbus back in 1998. Uh, so she's younger than me. <laughs> And uh, it looks a lot younger as well. She is a 2003 graduate of Columbus State University. Has spent 20 years. Her main paying job is with the Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield of Georgia. But she began dancing at age five. And she's been student teaching. Uh, started that at age 14. Did it for about 20 years. And uh, was a competitive dancer from age 10 to 21. She's been on Orange Bowl halftime shows, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and get this, we're going to ask her about this, two years as a local dancer with the Moscow Russian Ballet. So do, do you know any Russian, Tracy? Dagashay is the only thing I know. <laughs> Dagashay. Well, and she was also a member of the Columbus State University dance team. They were Peach Belt champions from 2001 to 02. And this is her fifth year as a pro with Dancing Stars of Columbus. So I'm her uh, fifth partner. And uh, she says I'm doing okay so far, so I'm going to ask her about that. And uh, we are sitting right now in Cottrell Dance Studio in North Columbus, here in Georgia, south of Atlanta, where she is the director choreographer and instructor, pretty much everything except for the owner. Okay. Uh, I know Judy is uh, in charge and, and owns, but uh, she said Tracy does a great job, and I agree. She's done great with me. So uh, without further ado, uh, Tracy Shambly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, so, you know, we are um, 
we're not like spilling any beans. We're doing an in sync medley. This is gonna when this comes out, I think folks will kind of see some of our dance moves on TV and not too much. We don't give away secrets, but we're doing an, a medley of in sync songs. So how how do you think things are? I mean, honestly, how do you think things are going so far with our our, uh, our dance routine? Oh, I think they're doing really really well. You've got the steps down, and you're working hard. I mean, we practice every day for about an hour, um, so. All the practice, all the hard work is going to pay off. Now, I know you teach, you know, young girls, three or four years old, and teenagers, and even adults, and you've been teaching for decades. So, what's it like to have somebody like myself come in, you know, off the street with really no dance training? Is that more difficult, or maybe is it easier? Depends on the person who comes in. Some of them have the musicality, some of them have rhythm, can hear the music, which makes it much easier to teach. Others, they have a hard time hearing the music, but even then, you can still teach them to the point where they understand what you're talking about, understand the steps, and can stay in time with the music along with everybody else. So it just depends on how much you want to work. Yeah. Do you want to work a lot, or do you want to work a little? <laughs> you want to work a lot, you'll be great. You yeah. want to work a little, you know. It's depending on, on your work ethic. So we're going to talk over the next little bit, Tracy, about um, you know dance as a way to be fit and work out. Also going to be you know tell mo folks more about the Dancing Stars event, the Alzheimer's cause, and and how you help uh, people of all ages learn to dance. Uh, but what we're doing with our routine is a what we would call it a jazzy hip hop. Or jazzy hip hop. Okay. Um, so, um, is, is, uh, is that, do you normally teach different kinds of dance, like ballet or tap, or what is your kind of uh, expertise? So here we, we teach tap, jazz, ballet, lyrical, we do point. Um, all of our students get all three, ballet, tap, and jazz, in all of their classes. Um, we think that it's important that they get all three because they get a, they get a taste of each one. What they may not think they like, they end up liking and what they think they want to do, they may not want to do once they get in there. So we want to give them a taste of all the genres so they can see exactly what it is that they like to do. I, my specialty is tap. I'm a tapper all day long and love to do it. So that's my favorite to teach, although it is the hardest to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and, and as over the course of the last month or more, I've learned that you know sometimes you can get out of breath just dancing for a minute and a half, which is the length of our routine. And it's definitely can be a workout, maybe muscles you normally don't use. So have you found that either personally or maybe people you've taught um, that like um, it can really be a true workout. It's not just coming in here and just you know and, and dancing around. Right. So when you are dancing, you're using muscles that you don't normally use when you're just walking and doing everyday activities. So if you're not a dancer and you come in off the street and you start dancing, you realize that there's muscles somewhere that you didn't know they were there. Um, when you are learning new things, you're using different muscles that you don't normally use. Um, the out of breath, yes. You don't realize just how much you push your body while you're dancing until it's over. Um, but dancing is, it's a wonderful way to exercise because you're having fun at the same time. So when you're having fun, you don't you don't see it as exercise. Yeah. You see it as an activity that you're you're happy doing, you're enjoying it with, you know, your fellow dancers or friends, whoever decides to come with you. So it is it is a great exercise activity. And is um I mean 
you know, anybody can come in and learn how to dance at whatever age, but do you recommend certain things like, okay, you need to be strong in your legs or your core, or you need to be really flexible and, you know, kind of get that stretching down uh, during or before you dance? So when we have our little ones come in, we start out at the beginning with the fundamentals, um, learning how to stand, feet in the correct position, arms in the correct position, and then as they progress each year, we add stuff. We add different turns and how your body's placed during your turn. You know, pointing your toes, we stretch, we strengthen, we do stuff at the bar to strengthen the core because obviously your core is gonna be the main thing that helps you turn, helps you with your leaps. So every year we progress and we add more and more. So if you are coming in later, in your years, like you're 13, 14, you're coming in, it is a little more difficult, but it is not impossible. Yeah, and you were talking about how it's a, it's a fun way to exercise because you don't even realize that you're maybe burning calories or getting stronger when you're dancing. And some, you know, they've, I know gyms have incorporated it in as part of group fitness, you know, Zumba or kind of a, a dance uh, class. And so, I mean, have you found that, that it's becoming more popular that way that people see it as, okay, we're gonna go get our workout in, but we wanna make it fun too. Right, which I am not somebody who goes to the gym to lift weights and work out because to me, I find that boring, believe it or not. <laughs> but if I go to the gym and I'm in a dance class, that is my passion, I love that. And then I'm getting the benefits of the exercise with it. So I don't see that as working out. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's good cardio, you yes. know, for sure. And how often, I mean, so over the course of, of your dance career, I mean, you've been uh, been dancing since you were five years old and, and then teaching a, quite a while as well. I mean, are we talking about that over the course of your life, I mean, dancing like every day, every other day, or? <laughs> when I was younger and competing and doing the assistant teaching, I was at the studio four days a week for about five hours a day. Wow. Um, I would leave school, finish the whole day at school, leave school, be dropped off, and then I would not get home until about 10 o'clock. So I look back on it now and I don't know how I did it. <laughs> Time management, I guess. Where did that passion come from? Because if you started so early, was it something that sparked your interest? Or maybe, Because a lot of times people are interested in something when they're younger, even in high school, and then they they kind of lose interest as, as they get older or, or, or get busy with life. My mom actually saw a flyer that Miss Judy had at the elementary school. And I was in kindergarten and I cried every day because I did not want to go. So my mom called Miss Judy, put me in dance, and from there it was every year. Had to go to dance. Missed it during the summer. When's dance start? When do I go to class? Um, I just, I never wanted to really give it up. When I was little, I wanted to be a dance teacher. I wanted to be a professional dancer, but injuries came in and, and took that away. But being a dance teacher, it's, to see the kids and the way that they react to me and um, you know, just building that self-confidence in them, that's what that's all about for me. Yeah, and um, you know, you're talking earlier about how, about teaching and you have that love and passion and and so you've been a part of this uh, Dancing Stars of Columbus to benefit Alzheimer's. This is your fifth time around so obviously you enjoy it and there's been other uh, pros that have been a part of it for years as well so it it means something for that you you know kind of keep coming back every year. Um, so what where does that come from in terms of you know why are you a part of an event like this? Both of my grandparents 
I should say my grandmothers, on both sides of the family had dementia. And to watch them just really disappear in front of your eyes. And some days they knew who you were, some days they don't. Um, personality changes, it's, it's heartbreaking. And when they asked me to be a pro five years ago and told me it was for the Alzheimer's Association, I could not say no because back then I wish that we had you know the research and the medication and whatever else we can come you know come to find out will work is is so worth it yeah. to me and you know um, like his obviously you love dancing but combining that with a cause like this I mean what what does it mean to you to be a part of this now for five years and how much money's been raised because over the course of those five years you're talking about like you know more than a million dollars just from this event. Just in awe of the city of Columbus. Just absolutely in awe and to know that I have helped in some way even if it was to me a small way of being a pro but to get the awareness out there um, to raise the money I'm, I'm just I'm absolutely amazed at the city of Columbus. Yeah. Do you think also, you know, like you um, talked about, you know, it's a fun event, it's a gala people get to come to and, and eat, drink, and be merry and watch some of us perform hopefully well, but, you know, that it, um, it really is for kind of something bigger. It's, uh, it's um, you know, kind of, it, and it also gives us an opportunity to talk about it, like in, in this kind of venue here, to, to, to raise awareness about it as well, right? Right. Right. This, this is an opportunity for, because everybody has somebody in their family or knows someone who's been affected with Alzheimer's. Um, to be able to talk about it, get it out there, know that it's not a taboo subject, you know, that it's, it's real. And if this gets the message out, gets people aware, lets, you know, lets people know that if you need somebody to help you, if you're the caregiver, caregiver for your family member and you need someone to help you, they can always reach out to the Alzheimer's Association here. And they provide you with some kind of assistance, help that you need, because it's important that you take care of yourself too. So for us to be out in the, in the community and letting people know that, we didn't know that when we were going through that with my grandmother. We, we didn't have the help. But now that I know that, it's important that we let everybody know that so that they are aware. You need help, it's available for you. And yeah. we raise money for that, for that reason. Yeah, and your you know, gift or donation every year is dedicating your time to, to you know, putting together choreography for the routine for you and your partner and then kind of spending hours and hours and hours you know, weekly, monthly um, training. And so, uh, again, I appreciate all that you've done so far. We've got a, about a, a month to go, um, so uh, time is ticking down. But um, I feel like I'm pretty confident with about 95 to 100% of the actual knowing the choreography. Now it's a matter of sharpening things up. And I've learned that from you with dancing. It's not just kind of doing the moves. You've got to do them sharply, like in terms of like, you know, arms straight, legs straight at certain points and really be sharp and like, I think Miss Judy, she came out and saw us, you know, your, your boss here at Cottrell uh, Dance Studio um, and talked about how, you know, you've got to perform it really big. Right. So what does that mean to perform it really big and to be sharp with those movements and not just be like you're on a, a, at, at the club, right? 
I tell the girls that when they are dancing, they need to dance to the person who is in the very back of the lobby. Don't dance to the people who are in front. Dance to those people in the back. And then when, if someone were to take a picture, in that picture, you should be in a pose. You shouldn't be in the middle of something or where your arms are blurry or legs are blurry, but you are sharp enough so that when that picture is taken, you're in a pose. And for them, they understand that. That means sharp. That means stick the movement when that count is there. If I were to take a picture, it should be a beautiful picture because you did it sharp. Yeah. And dancing in unison. I mean, because when you, because sometimes you might have the girls dancing as a group or one person solo, but like for us, like our routine is two people. And so sometimes we dance towards each other, but a lot of times it's dancing kind of being in sync, right, and right. in tune, which is, that's not an easy task, right? No, it's not. Um, your peripheral vision is your friend, um, and your memory, of course, the muscle memory that develops as you keep rehearsing, that has a lot to do with it, too. Um, and then you kind of feed off of each other. Your energy is there. You feed off the audience, but when you connect with your partner, that's when all that energy just combines, and everybody... As you say, we're in sync. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, that's some great song from the, well, these are like late 90s, early 2000s. So, and we've got again, kind of putting together our costumes as we speak. So we'll, we won't reveal those, but uh, but again, that event's April 13th, a Thursday night in Columbus. It's going to be a great time. They usually sell out of tickets, about 900 to 1,000 people. Um, and so we talked about how you've been doing this five years. So you've had four other partners before me. And um, so tell me about you. You said that tap was kind of your specialty, but I don't think any of these have been tap no. uh, routines. No. So tell me about, kind of go through me real quick, like, um, you know, the, the kind of dances you've done in the past and, and how it went. Do you feel like, I mean, because I'm sure like the, uh, you know, like the other, like myself, the other guys may have been nervous or they probably didn't have a lot of dance experience. Right. Jack Hayes was my very first partner and neither one of us knew what we were doing. Um, we did a country, kind of a country jazz routine, the first one they had ever had. Um, we just had fun with it. My second partner was Brett Maddox. He was the pastor at St. Luke. Um, we did a passe doble jazz routine. Um, had a blast with that. That is one of the memorable ones. <laughs> My third partner was Dr. Matt Keller, pediatric dentist here in town. We did a medley of Queen songs. He dressed up as Queen, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> um, had a lot of people who enjoyed that one too. That one was the 2020, 2021 uh-huh. cast and it was all virtual. So, because COVID had basically closed us down. So we did all of that virtually. We did not get a chance to do that one in front of a live audience. Um, last year, my partner was Brent Benefield. He is a private baseball coach here in town. And we did a baseball theme dance with him um, and then obviously this year you <laughs> i tried with the news theme but that didn't work um, but i'm very happy with the insane theme that we're doing yeah it's gonna be it, it's fun because i mean that's the main thing you want to do is have fun and put on a show and entertain folks and and uh, like you said you know I'm, I'm i'm for myself and i'm sure you are as well glad that we're back in person yes. everybody can come to the event and have a good time and and pay, pay money for tickets 
Um, and what does that mean to you and, and maybe for other dancers too to have, to feed off the crowd, to have people cheering? And because obviously you're focused on those moves and you want to, you know, get those down and you want to, you know, be, you know, in sync with your partner and the music. But um, what does it mean to have like a live crowd there at a recital or something like this? The year that we did the virtual, 20, it was 2020, we did everything in front of a green screen. And it was just me, Matt, the director of the gala and the camera person, and that was it. Um, you miss that element of the energy that the audience provides. Even though in the audience you're not focused on them, you can feel the energy. So it makes you dance harder, it makes you smile more, because you want to entertain them, and they want to be entertained. Yeah. That's why they're there. Um, so when you entertain them and they start to react, it does, it makes you dance bigger, you have more fun, and you just enjoy it. So when it's over, you're on this high. And hopefully, I guess uh, the plan is for after this mid-April performance, we're going to also uh, do this dance routine at the recital for yes. all of your students of all ages. And uh, so looking forward to that. And uh, I guess a lot of the parents show up for this kind of thing. Parents, right? friends, friends, family, we all, you know, we have everybody there. This is the time that the girls have worked so hard for. They come in in the end of uh, August, early September sometimes, and they start their yearly routines. Mm. And then we order the costumes, and then they know that in April is when the costumes come. We try them on and dance recitals right around the corner. Wow. So they get on stage, three-year-olds, all the way up to my adults, and they showcase what they've learned all year. And these girls, they have the best time up there. They get to wear their makeup, they get their hair done, and they have these gorgeous costumes. Um, and I'm so proud of them when they get up there yeah. because I'm not dancing with them. Yeah. It's just them yeah. um, and the confidence that I see in them. When they first come here and by the time they get on the stage, the confidence that they have just to achieve what they do and have that confidence is just, it's such a heartwarming feeling for me. Yeah. And I know you have a full-time job that helps pay the bills, but this is kind of a, a side gig that obviously it's a passion project for you. Um, and to still, you know, 20 years later or whatever, you know, um, still be you know, able to teach um, on a, you know, uh, almost every night basis dance. Um, why do you do it? Like what's the, um, what is the um, motivation or reason why you continue to, you know, kind of help mold these, um, well, little girls, but also, you know, kind of older girls too. Yep. Um, so the passion is the biggest part. And then instilling in these girls the confidence to go out. And I tell them what you learn here is not just for here. It's for life in general, getting up in front of somebody because you know you're gonna have to make those speeches sometimes getting up in front of people, not being afraid, not being nervous to do that, that's important too. And I feel like there are days when dance becomes more than just dance. It's little life lessons here and there or any kind of advice that I can give to them that they take with them or if they just remember something that I say later on down the line. Oh, Miss Tracy used to say that or Miss Tracy told me that one time. You know, I want them to remember something 
but the whole time I want them to be happy when they're here. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy it as much as I do. Enjoy yeah. it as much as I did when I was their age. Yeah, and because dance can be symbolic. I mean, it's, you're teaching them dance, but you're also teaching them to be, you know, um, you know, productive, you know, young women, and and you know, kind of to be kind to others. Because I'm sure, you know, you have to pray for patience when you have a bunch of girls together, uh, maybe especially teenagers. It's like, okay, I need to be kind to them as teacher, perhaps, or <laughs> sometimes you have to be hard on them too, right? Yeah. You do have to be, and and that's where you have to you have to understand that sometimes you cannot be their friend. Yeah, yeah. That you are there to mentor them, and to make them do the right thing. Um, you know, the teenage drama, of course, yeah. who, who doesn't deal with that, <laughs> you know? Um, but they all, they all understand they're part of a team. Each class, you're a team and you work together. Um, you, don't, you don't tear one another down. We don't do that um, because that's, that's not who we are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they do learn to work together. They learn the teammate mentality. Um, you know, love each other, be kind to one another, don't tear each other down. And if somebody's having a bad day, they all come together and they lift each other up. And that's another thing that I want to see. Yeah, it's creating that community. Yes. And you talk about you know the life lessons they learn here. It's a different environment to learn it versus like school or versus home and maybe they can let their guard down, or it's doing something that hopefully they enjoy with through dancing. And I know like for you, you talk about, we talk about faith on this podcast as well sometimes, and you grew up in a Baptist church. You know, what does it mean to you to be able to kind of, to, um, like you say, to kind of teach some of those lessons, perhaps about faith and, and just to kind of be able to um, really, you know, show them like, like the golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated and, you know, and, and uh, loving as Christ loved us. And so are those kind of things, do they play a role in like why you do what you do and, and being a part of something like this? They do. Um, you know, the love yourself like Christ loves us. Yes, you have to love yourself. And no matter what anyone says to you, you are you. And they're just words. But you are stronger than that. And, you know, I do, I do tell them that they'll be like, but why, why does this happen? Things happen for a reason. And we may not know what that reason is. We may not know why we're here right now, but there's a purpose behind everything that we do. And they understand that. Um, I've, they also know that I lost my dad when I was 19. So I, they know I went through a very dark time and you know, my faith got me through that, knowing that one day you know, I'll see him again. But even now, there are days that are, everybody has the dark days, but you know that you go through the valleys, but you're coming out on the other side. Yeah. You go through the storms, but he's there. He's there to walk you through that with him. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, dancing and especially being able to teach dance, it allows you to kind of like not to forget um, the trauma and, and, and you know, um, but to kind of like do something that you love right. and an opportunity to kind of like whatever, maybe take your mind off of I had a bad day at work or whatever else. And so because you can uh, really when you get in here to control you know, dance here, and you you were able to really focus on that, right? Yeah. Right. So, 
after my father died, I spent a good two weeks in that dark place. But I would tell anybody that dance saved my life because I got up, I went to dance class, and I was able to express those emotions through dance. Yeah. And it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful way to work through depression and, you know, just... Just to get through it somehow, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're, and, and, you, do you, and, and that could be for anything. It can be right. like whether somebody is, they want to go running or they want to go dance or they want to write or um, they want to, you know, whatever it is, um, just finding something that is a, uh, an avenue so you don't just kind of stay in that dark place, right? Yeah. Um, and for you, you know, um, dancing, is it, um, you know, I know as a teacher and as, a, as when you were a co competitor as well, um, was it like, what would you call it, like 70% fun and 30% like serious, like, like I got to do it right, or maybe it could have been reverse. <laughs> so for me, for me, it was more of 70% 70, 70 I got to get it right, 30% this was fun. Yeah. Um, my personality is I have to be perfect. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was more of I've got to do a good job and make people proud of me versus I'm having fun. Yeah. But in the end, I was having fun. I was with my friends. We were doing what we all like to do. And you know, I made some of my best friends in dance class. So the 30%, it was a good 30%. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was all 70%, I gotta do it, but yeah, it was more important for me to get it right and do it right yeah. than it was to have fun. When you're competitive, yeah. I mean, so you wanna, you wanna do well and you wanna stick the, the landing or whatever you call it and you want to, you know, for people to enjoy the performance, but, but you know, um, like I said, for something like this, the competition we're in, I mean, you know, we wanna do well and, and have a good time and put on a good show, but I mean, winning would be great as well, right? Right. <laughs> well, that's the goal. Yes. That's the goal is yes. to win, um, but yeah, it's, this is, I just want everybody that I partner with to have a good time, have fun. It's not something that, you know, you're not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect, but we're going to have fun while we do it. Yeah. And I want it to be memorable for my partner as well as for me. So I, I don't want us to not have fun. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and, and it's, there's a lot of lessons in life as you learn a new skill like dancing because it's you know things that we've talked about in here on practice where if you mess up just keep going and that's how and that's really how life is too because i mean life things are not going to go well we're going to have there's going to be mountains and valleys with our jobs with our marriages with our lives in general and it's a matter of how do you kind of come back from that and you got to just kind of keep pushing forward because sometimes we feel like that we need to kind of go backwards, but like, you know, God wants us to kind of keep moving forward. And, you know, we've talked about your job with Anthem and here at Cottrell Dance Studio, but you also have another job. We can talk about fitness on this podcast. You're, you're an avid hockey fan. We have our Columbus River Dragons here locally, and you, as of, um, I guess, late last year, an off-ice official. Right. Tell me about that, because, I mean, that's kind of, that seems like out of left field. I mean, you you have your normal job, and you stay busy, and you're, I mean, always busy with the 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 dance girls, but um, I mean, how do you, how, did, how does hockey play into this? I have always been a sports fan. Um, I was a cheerleader in high school, obviously on the dance team at Columbus State, so I was around the basketball team. Um, 
I love college football. I love high school football. And then when the River Dragons started, we started going to the games. And I realized that I really liked it a lot. Um, so I, I started going and then one day I asked a girl, I said, how do you get to do this? And she told me and I gave her my name and number and they called and they said, yeah, you know, yeah, we have a place. Do you want to do it? I said, sure. So we are the ones who kind of sit around the rink. We've got the two goaltenders who are sitting in the box. You have two lines people that write the lines every time somebody comes over the wall. You have the penalty box workers. And then you have the people who are up in the rafters, basically. They are your spotters. They are also off-ice officials. And I'm one of those spotters, or I work the computer. So it's, um, it's a different way to view hockey, <laughs> but it's also fun at the same time. Yeah, they're kind of dancing on skates, right? Yes. I mean, I mean, they're it's it's pretty amazing what they're able to do and yes. how fast they're able to do it, right? Yes. Yeah, it's wild. And uh, one thing I did forget to ask you about, which which we mentioned in the intro, is that you um, I guess you didn't go to Russia, but you were part of the the traveling Moscow Russian ballet that came here to this area. So tell me about that. Was that uh, I don't know intimidating, exciting for you? And how how old were you at this time? Um, I was. 20 and 21. Okay. So I was a little bit older. Um, so yeah, they came to Columbus a couple of years and we were the host studio. So they put out the flyers and the audition information for studios all around the town, all around the area, some from Alabama. And the kids would come, they would audition, and then they would be responsible for coming here and we would teach them the choreography. We would not see them until that night. So we would come in for like a little dress rehearsal. Um, but as for the Russian dancers, we would not see them until that night. And we were almost like the little extra dancers who were dancing with them. You had your principal dancers who were in the front. We were either on the side or in the back dancing with them. But just to see those ballerinas, the athleticism that they have, and the things that they did before a show. They have their rituals just like we do. Um, but it was, it was amazing. So for two years, I was three different parts in two years. Wow. So, and then I was one of the ones responsible for teaching the little ones their choreography before they got on stage. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't follow dance a lot, but sometimes when you see elite dancers, I mean, America, Russia, wherever, you can, I mean, there's sometimes there's a, um, uh, you see those muscles like in their calves or legs or or, or shoulders or arms because I mean people think of um, you know maybe dance the perception is it's dainty it's finesse or whatever else but I mean there you know you have to to be able to do some of the things you know the, as top level dancers do you have to be really strong yes. in different parts of your body right dance is a sport and we try just as hard as a football player does we train just as hard as a hockey player does. Um, but our sport is just a little bit different. We entertain. Yeah, the hockey players, the football players, they entertain too, and they have kind of like a physical contact thing. We don't, but we still have to train just like them. We have to stay in shape just like them. Um, you know, we're, we're athletes too. Yeah. So nobody's going to come tackle us when we're no. doing our routine for no, the Dancing Stars No, nobody's going to come tackle. <laughs> and so now if we're good enough, 
with our routine, um, you know, if we kind of obviously continue to get better over the next month, could we take it to Russia or, or perhaps, or uh, I don't, do they know NSYNC over there? Or I'm, I'm sure. pretty sure, well, they probably do. I'm they sure Justin do. Timberlake and the folks over there. Now, I know you almost tried to talk me into like uh, putting blonde tips in my I hair did. to be, uh, to be uh, Timberlake, um, but I, I, I decided I think maybe against that. But looking forward to the costumes and the dance routine and everything else. So, so what, um, um, you know, now that we kind of have the routine down, like what f folks may want to know, okay, so what is, what are Jason Tracy going to be doing over the next month? I guess we're going to just be, uh, is it kind of just sharpening up things or, or getting ready to make sure we know, and got, I mean, it's like muscle memory, we just keep repeat, repeat. <laughs> repeat, repeat, and repeat. Um, and then we'll clean up our movements and things like that, making sure that we look exactly the same when yeah. we hit a mark. Um, you know, arms are straight, are they bent? Where are our feet? What are our feet doing? Those kind of things, we'll fix that so that we are definitely in sync by the time we perform this. Because even though like, you know, half of the partnership myself is the amateur, you still got four judges, one for entertainment, but the three of them are technical judges that know what they're talking about. They know like that, that they know what they're looking for because I mean, these are folks that um, are, you know, maybe experts in the field of dance, right? Right, yeah. they are. Um, they are teachers themselves, or they may be competition judges for dance competitions. You never know who they are. Um, but yeah, they are looking at the technical side, which is me. Um, you know, how well did I teach you? How well do you perform the moves? Um, they're looking for that. And then the other judges are there to say, okay, yes, you, that was so much fun. That was a cute routine. You know, that, that kind of thing is what they're there for. Um, but the technical judge, that's, that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that can be a lot of pressure, but I mean, like you said, you, you know, I mean, we're going to put in the work and we're going to, we're going to have fun with it. So, uh, you know, I think the, the, the key is to kind of take the pressure off and, and uh, just enjoy our time together. Well, thank you so much, Tracy, for uh, your time sitting down with me talking about fitness and dance and faith and and uh, again, people can go to WTVM.com slash dance. They can f click on there and there's a link where you can donate to, to both of us to help towards the cause. And, and anytime you vote for myself and Tracy, you are voting. Anytime you donate to us, you're voting for us to win the competition and get that Mirrorball trophy because you win one for the fundraising and then there's one for the judges in the competition. So I'm looking forward to uh, the big night. And uh, it'll be here before we know it, right? Time right. is kind of flying, right? It's, yeah. it's flying. <laughs> yeah, and at the end, we're going to be like, bye, bye, bye. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, all right, well, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. And yeah, we got a uh, dance practice again this morning uh, when this uh, podcast comes out on a Wednesday. And so I appreciate you listening. Again, you can listen to any previous episodes of the Run the Race podcast at WTVM.com slash podcast. And uh, we really appreciate you giving, supporting the Alzheimer's Association through our Dancing Stars of Columbus event. And uh, as we continue practicing with these NSYNC songs, I mean, I'm sure you got to, you know, uh, love or get to know some of those songs from the, the 90s and early 2000s. And uh, we've got a medley of four songs. We've got um, Tearing Up My Heart and uh, It's Gonna Be Me. 
And uh, bye bye bye, of course, is our way to end the uh, the whole dance routine. It's only ninety seconds, so it's going to go by quick. We got to be good those ninety seconds and try to impress the judges, impress the audience, try to win that mirror ball. And uh, the the way this starts, I'll give you kind of like my uh, rap in sync version of how our routine starts. It goes. Um, Sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about What's the deal with this pop life and when is it gonna fade out I think you've got to realize what you're doing is not a trick We got the gift of melody, we're gonna bring it to the end, it doesn't matter Alright, that's that's enough for me right? <laughs> so uh, hopefully I can dance better than I can sing or rap or whatever you call that um, so looking forward to uh, doing more and more. And, uh, you know, uh, Tracy, I appreciate her uh, working with me this last month and a half so far. We only got a few more weeks to go before we uh, perform this in front of about a thousand people at the Columbus Trade Center. Once again, go to WTVM.com slash dance. Again, WTVM.com slash dance. And uh, you can learn more about the event. You can buy tickets all the way up until March 30th. And, uh, and you can donate. We would love to for you to help us win on the fundraising side of things. And uh, so trying to raise a lot of money. And uh, we'll take any size donation, uh, small, large, whatever. We'd love for you to, to help us out. Because, again, all this money is going to the Alzheimer's Association. Um, my, uh, my grandmother on my mom's side and my wife's grandmother, Mama Carol, and uh, my grandmother, Selma Rossborough, both have passed away. Both had Alzheimer's disease. And, uh, you know, it really does affect not only them, but the whole family because, you know, they, you see them deteriorating, you see their memories going. And uh, so uh, it's extremely worthy cause to help these families out that are caregivers uh, for those with Alzheimer's. And, you know, I wanted to close this out talking a little bit about, uh, about dancing and faith. And, uh, you know, in the Bible, it talks a little bit about uh, dancing uh, and mentioned in the Bible about through the Old Testament as a means of worship and praise to God. Uh, but, you know, dancing can be used to worship the wrong idols as well, and so sometimes it gets a bad rap. But God was pleased with dancing that actually uh, worshipped him. And uh, you, you remember this, the movie Footloose. Um, so uh, that was a movie from the 80s, one of my favorites, Kevin Bacon. And he's given a speech uh, towards the end in front of the pastor and the whole city council and community. Uh, they had banned dancing because of, um, you know, it was a sin and, and previous Problems that happen with uh, kids getting killed because of uh, alcohol or drugs or, you know, kind of being wild with dance parties. And so um, he gets in front of this whole, you know, kind of city council, county commission on Footloose. And he, uh, he quotes uh, Psalm 149. He says, Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Let them praise his name in the dance. And then he said, you know, what? So what did what did David do? David danced before the Lord with all his might, leaping and dancing before the Lord. Leaping and dancing. And then, this is a, a great verse. He quoted Ecclesiastes 3.4. This is Kevin Bacon's character, Wren, on Footloose. He says, There's a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to laugh and a time to weep. A time to mourn. And there's a time to dance. And so if we do it the right way, you know, dancing unto the Lord, you know, in worship and glorifying him. And uh, that's what I pray that I'm able to do through this dancing is obviously we're raising money for the Alzheimer's Association. We're trying to do great with our dance and have fun with it and perform well. But ultimately, it's to glorify God and to, to lift him up and, and just uh, thank him for the ability to dance and, and do whatever we can do uh, for important causes in this world to help other people out. 
and uh, to give, you know, of our gifts and talents uh, for a higher power. And so I appreciate the opportunity to be able to do this and, and uh, thank Tracy for uh, her uh, providing uh, her time and her gifts for this cause as well. Closing our podcast now in prayer. Dear God, just thank you for um, having a time, you know, of mourning, of dancing, of praising you, Lord God, and singing that we do these things, whether it be dancing or whatever we do on our job, as our hobby, that we do it unto you and that we um, not trying to impress ourselves or others, but that, Lord God, that we do this because we want to glorify your name and that you become famous through what we do the, in, in our dances, in our jobs, and our uh, other achievements, Lord God, that you deserve all the glory. And uh, Lord God, that we pray that we do well on Dancing Stars Columbus and uh, that we win. <laughs> Lord God, uh, what your will be done in that situation. You let me pray. Amen. And, uh, you know, Tracy made a great point. You know, dance is a great way uh, for fitness, great lessons in life to teamwork and, and uh, pride in uh, yourself, loving yourself, pride in each other. And uh, being kind to others, loving um, others along with yourself. So uh, some great life lessons from dance. And she, like she says, dance is a sport. So now I have I can add a new sport to my uh, list of sports I've played. Basketball, tennis, um, uh, running, and now I guess dancing. I'm, I'm now officially a dancer, Jason Dennis, along with being a TV news anchor and podcast host. So thanks again for joining us for Run the Race. And uh, you can listen to any previous episodes. The last one from a few weeks ago, I took a, a week off because I was at Disney World with my family. So a couple weeks ago, I had a, a pastor on who's a Methodist a bishop, one of the three that are in the entire world, talking about uh, what that Asbury, Kentucky revival was really like, why he thought it was really genuine and the, the real deal not just emotions manufacturers. So you want to make sure to listen to that. We're going to be talking about some um, really running and uh, fitness-related things over the next few weeks uh, as we continue on during March Madness as well. Uh, y'all have a great rest of the week. God bless. <laughs>